0: So this week, George and I, once again, went to go see the big movie of the week, or last week, really, because that's when it came out. But we went to go and see June On Saturday, we went to go find the biggest IMAX Mm -hmm. cinema we could, at the BFI and IMAX. We had a whole plan to do kind of what we did for No Time to Die, which was turn up like a good 45 minutes to an hour early, sit down, talk about, you know, where we were coming into this. And it was just torrential rain, the heavens open. George calls me up, he's like, I'm not going to make it. We're not going to do a pre. I'm going to meet you, basically going into the cinema, yeah. scrap the plans for the pre. We are a mess. We go in, we see the film, we come out. It's a little bit gray and hazy. It kind of starts to rain, but I'm also a bit of a mess this week. I had brought the camera. I didn't bring the right cable to connect my microphone that would split two audio things into the cable. <laughs> so then I go, okay, well, I'll just use this extra microphone I like, stick on the top of my camera to pick get pretty clean sound. Yeah. Obviously I set it up, but I don't actually put that cable in to record <laughs> the audio. And that's after I realized we've recorded our thoughts. So we did record our raw impressions of the movie Dune. I'm sorry for, there's a little bit of wind noise. It also sounds a little bit like there's a swarm of bees feasting on a carcass somewhere. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if for some reason you haven't been paying attention to this movie, this is Dune. It's uh, based on the novel written by Frank Herbert. I'm not sure. It's based on the novel by someone called Frank something. Um, It's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who uh, most recently has directed Arrival, Blade Runner 2049. Sicario. Prisoners, Sicario. Um, this film stars Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaac, Rebecca Ferguson, Stellan Skarsgård, Jason Momoa, Josh Brolin, Josh Brolin I've done quite well, Charlotte Rampling, yeah, um, and uh, Dave Bautista. Dave Batista, yes, nice. Okay, we got there. Uh, yes, yeah, so if we mention any of those, that's who we're talking about. Uh, this film was shot on IMAX. I'm so glad we did nice. see it on IMAX. But we'll get into the review. So here we go. You're about to hear. Wait,
1: no. i have got no. to say something else for you guys. Go for it. Here's the gist. Oh yeah, it's what? Set- yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's a space epic set yes. in a, the years like 1090 10971 no, yeah. um sort last jewel. <laughs> How to summarize this film succinctly? Essentially, you live um it's set in a uh a universe where there are Great houses that rule across the galaxy. It's so a kind of and, Game of
0: Thrones in space vibe Yeah, to it, sure. Almost. So
1: House Atreides is our hero's house, where Timothy Chalamet is the son, Oscar Isaac is the is the you know the main figure. They are tasked by the Emperor to uh consort and um rule over Arrakis, this planet, this desert planet which has a very valuable content called spice. Um it used to be occupied by the Harkadans um and they are brutal people but they disappeared they left the planet and there's intrigue and there's mystery Q, lots of shots of space lots of huge handsome, bits of score yeah and lots of bits of machinery and grunting and groaning anyway it's space it's sci-fi it's dune you go big we went big went to the imax here's what we thought Okay, so George, we just came
0: out for yep. the screening of June. We're back on our geography school trip, yep. close. We've <laughs> thankfully found a time where it's not pouring with rain. We just went minutes, to go yeah. see June. George, your raw thoughts,
1: what do you think? Okay, well, I had a really stressful journey getting here. Really, really stressful. And and it was late. We I will were meant say, to do pretty thoughts. I think one of, the big, one of the biggest compliments to the film I can say is I really do feel like I've been somewhere else. I really do feel like <laughs> I've been in another universe and another place, which is great. <laughs> it is
0: spitting, it's with about rain. to it.
1: um, But I. I really visually so striking as well with all the evil in those films. I thought when I was watching it, I was like, "This is a bit like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's quite heavy, quite dense. You, you can, see can see the DNA in that so true. much, but like that heavy density. I'm like, sometimes so, so it's good, sometimes so, so it doesn't work for me. So, but on the whole, I was like, Jesus. And then also, I was like, I feel like I've watched the first half of a series. Actually, there was a definite moment when I was watching it, and I was like, "And that would be the end of episode one, and <laughs> yeah. that would be the end of episode two. So, I think I've watched like three, Interesting, it worked as a film. I think, I think, for the most part, yeah. I think the third act is kind of actually uh, climactically uh, maybe slightly unbalanced with the way it ends, particularly with the events in the middle. But there are some really striking moments in there, and there's one particular moment of a, of a confrontation which I'll be able to talk more about. I think later on that I found like, oh god, yeah, this is really terrifying. Oh god, yeah, this is really exciting. Yeah. So you know what, um, I'm. I'm good, this is a lot to stew on. I'm I'm really intrigued. I think we've seen something really new, and I felt like it was building like a new visual like, mythology. I need to mm. stew on that one. I
0: think I really agree. That was definitely a really intense experience that I overall enjoyed. I totally think that I saw so many really cool things i have never seen before, yeah. or at least done in that way, or presented in that way. We are talking about like a visual language that feels mm. new and yeah. fresh. Yeah. Still very much saw the DNA off. <laughs> (laughs) Denny Villeneuve, Gabriel in 2049, but having gone in with uh, no expectations for, well I'd heard heard good things, but no expectations of what I thought Dune was, hadn't read the book, hadn't looked into what the plot was, really enjoyed just taking in this brand new world with eyes wide open, we saw it in the biggest screen we could find in IMAX, which I'm I'm so glad we did. There were a couple of jaw drop moments where I've not seen anything like that before.
1: you want every inch of your eyeballs to be immersed in this world that's what the IMAX gives you
0: you'll definitely finish this going okay so that's definitely part one of a story you can't you can't ignore yeah, the fact yeah. that that is a, a full stop midway through a story if i'm thinking about the other films i've seen which have done that kind of hard stop. I think about the first one I went to go see Lord of the Rings where well, yeah. it I just fades that. out and yeah. you're like, okay, well, clearly, this clearly there's, is another, there's another adventure. So almost feeling like I have a hard take on how good is Dune. I feel like I do want to see the second part and go, how does the yeah. story end? What does it yeah. go? So my main thought is like, really impressed, do it again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was impressive. You definitely had its clear identity, clear yeah. vision of what it wanted to do. I think there's no moment in there where I thought, oh, that reminds me of something else. That... You know, it clearly wanted to strike out on its own, yeah. um, and I think it's going to stick with me a while. But it's you know, it, it's a very heavy, immersive experience. You know, it it, it, it puts you that puts you on Really great performances again, like the striking
0: imagery. I thought Timothy Chalamet was good, maybe a little bit pouncy if I was to criticise Oscar Isaac. The thing is about Timothy
1: Chalamet is that he is mentally playing like the sort of kind of slightly brattish, slightly like moody teenage. Fifteen years old. Okay, yeah. well, I didn't, well they, didn't, they didn't say that in the film, so I don't have no, to believe that. But he's going to sure. be that sort of like adolescent, angsty, you know, young, coming of age kind of person, and he kind of has that persona going into it. So the fact he's kind of, you know, a little bit—I I don't know—it kind of worked a little bit. I mean, I don't know where how you get Timothy Chalamet's face from Oscar Isaac and Rebecca Ferguson. But, but <laughs> yeah. sure, okay. Um, yeah, I think I think on the whole, Oscar Isaac always saw all the all, it, it was all the, all the cast was sort of being rained on. <laughs> We're being rained on. <laughs> Yeah, um, those are all thoughts. Those are all thoughts. Glad we saw it at the IMAX. Yeah, oh god. Go the weather it, is 40th away. It's the dustiest film you'll ever see. It's like they just emptied a hoover just after I was saying, I got thirsty it. watching it. Yeah. there's the whole thing about how the, the, the water will be sapped from you by the environment they oh, and, and I was
0: like... Yeah. Oh,
1: god, <laughs> yeah. Um, right, I'm gonna digest it though. Yeah. It's big. It's kind of give, It's kind of made my head ring a little bit. So going back to future George and James, who've had a few days yep. to think about what they really think. Tell us what you think, yes. guys. These were the raw
0: opinions. Back to the studio. <laughs> Thank you very much, past James and George, yes. for handing it over to future George, James and George, <laughs> or present now, time. Um, so yeah, George, it's been three days yep. since you saw it. Um, how do you feel now? What, what are your, you've had a chance to sit on it mm. and really think about what, what, how, whether or not
1: this film worked. Okay, I think what you hear in that clip first is us really grappling with what we've seen because to digest that film takes a good amount of time, which is good while we're giving this reaction now. I think I actually have slightly mixed views of Dune. I think on the whole, it's positive. I I am actually, it almost seems churlish not to be positive because there is such an overwhelming grandeur and scale to this film that I respect and admire and love. But I think when watching it and going into it and experiencing it, I thought what I'm seeing is an A- like an A-plus film. And I think actually what it is is more of like a B-plus film. And and what I think is, is that despite its huge grandeur and its scale and its design, I think it's all slightly undone narratively by the fact that this film does not cohesively, um, satisfyingly um, conclude itself for it to function as its own film. And what I found is that when people said to me, what did you think of Dune? I think, I've actually feel like I've only seen half a film because mm. it is half a story. And it seems such a shame for Very much for, so. for a, a film that's over two and a half hours long and it's so big that you feel like it's only covered a little bit of ground. Now, I know it's based on a hugely dense book and you've got to cover and it. And believe me, I actually really appreciate We've both it. not
0: read the book as well. We've
1: both not read the book, but I, I appreciate it. I'm not saying they should have rushed it or fitted any, you know, shoved any more in. I really respected the fact and felt that Denis Villeneuve was grabbing the audience by the hand and saying, look, this is different, this is new, this is not based on IP you're familiar with, yeah. but trust me, go with this, I'm going to give you all I can. And I really felt that and I really appreciated it. It's just that... in. It doesn't conclude in a satisfying enough way. Mm. I, I feel like I've seen... It's unignorable the way it ends. Yeah, I, I feel uh, it, I feel like I've seen a play. Uh, the first. I feel like I've seen the first act of a play and I'm currently in the interval. And someone says, what do you think of the sure. play? And I'm like, I really can't give you an opinion, which is so strange because I yeah. sat in there for nearly three hours. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the third act is increasingly... Full of just teaser shots for the next film, mm. and I found that so bizarre for a film that sets it up to, to be sort of a new a new franchise, and it wants to get itself away from like the you know the MCU type of we're going to tag this on to the next film, we're going to tag this on. The whole third act just felt like oh, like as you talked about, this isn't really a spoiler. I'm, I'm going to say it. Yeah, Zendaya isn't really in this film. Her whole presence is, I'm in the next film.
0: She's in every other scene. She like links every scene, doing lots of shallow depth of field, blurry, wispy hair, focus pulls in the desert with the bright blue eyes. I, I I sort of called on that she would turn up at the end and go hi. It begins. And yeah, that would be that's not a spoiler. Well, but it's but just that's part kinda, yeah. of the novel.
1: And I think that really the climax of this film is halfway through. It a, a really brilliant sequence. When I mentioned in that clip, there is there's the scenes of uh, you know confrontation, conflict, and attack. There is really striking stuff there. Yeah. And then after that, it kind of shrinks and. It becomes very bitty, and so for example, Stellan Skarsgård, who I loved in it, uh, and yeah. he really plays this really grotesque, interesting character. They keep a sort of sort of Job of the Heart meets yeah, meets fat really bastard fat from Basta. Austin Powers. Austin <laughs> and, That's exactly. And weird. they there's a scene where he has, and they kept cutting away with it to another scene, and cutting back, and I thought, just give me this now, stop cutting and, and teasing ahead. So, uh, but I, I also respect the film, and I don't want to be like churlish to say. Oh well, it, you know you've gone to all that trouble and you haven't satisfied me for that that bit there. I I do like it. I, I I I am impressed by it. I just wish it could function more as a film on its own instead of being. I mean, someone said to me that they didn't have a green light for part two no, until recently. That's only just that been astounds confirmed. me, and that actually like worries last me. That got confirmed. But that worries me that they had this film in the can. Potentially to exist on its own, and yeah. I thought that's for me the way that film is constructed. There's no way that film was no, ever yeah. going to work on its own. They were just gambling and saying. I think that must
0: be a byproduct of not knowing if the appetite for the big screen experience was back and mm. whether or not people will take to Dune. But yeah, well, I'm glad to hear it. Give me, give me your thoughts though. Yeah, it's interesting. What picking up on what you said in that in your raw thoughts, where you said it felt like a slightly unbalanced experience, mm. where you felt like it was a bit front front heavy because coming in to see a film called Dune with mm. the kind of marketing it has and the cast it has and the premise, I kind of have to go, right, you need to, I really wanna be told what are the rules of this universe? What are the what is the law? What is the politics? What is all of that? And I actually think it does a really good job of setting that up and it it has a good way of not mm. doing too much voice There's a little bit in the beginning and the rest mm. of it is all done by you know characters and scenes and tension and you can tell the bad people are in the evil place mm. and the good people are there. But I, 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 picking up on what you've said about feeling like it is one half of a story mm. coming out of that, I had my raw impression so I was like this was brilliant and it was beautiful and it was mm. a, a stunning movie to watch and kept my eyes were wide open i was like what is this about what is this really about mm. and i almost have not been able to i, I don't now want to over intellectualize what i think dune is about yeah because i think it's it, i'm halfway through yeah so i want to go what is the story but i need mm. to see how this ends i need to see where the root of the characters are mm. you can very easily point to the 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 clearly the clearly obvious tropes of Colonialism, yep. power, like you know, people taking land from yeah. people who own it, and and then being more part of the environment than, and, than they're. And not. also
1: that idea of the young person having a calling, you know, coming of age, uh, yeah, fulfilling being told, your destiny. Being told yeah. that they're special. And which the centre like of the, universe, the basic yeah. premise of
0: Harry Potter, Star Luke's Wars, school, The Hobbit, yeah. Lord of the Rings. Of Someone yeah. turns up one day. a Magic wizard says you're actually. Well, it's Hagrid, Gandalf, yeah. or well, any of them says you're actually special. Yeah, and your whole life has been leading to this. Yeah. it's like every nerd's fantasy. Um, but yeah, so I almost have been like thinking. What do i think what do i think what do i think about it what's it about and i don't have much of an answer because i've only been given part of the story but that, and I, I echo a lot of your sentiment and there. i
1: think that's a uh, failing really because Eventually. we will you and i will go see part two because we love film yeah, right I'm but i would like to have been i would have liked for them not to have taken that for granted so much i would have liked for them to have earned my yeah. appreciation because we're not going to get that second part for another what two years yeah so, so so they've got to shoot it they didn't shoot the, the I know, so that's a long time to three, wait for something. Three, you know, how skin deep is that appreciation for mm. that film going to gonna, gonna last? Know, just
0: thinking about Denis Villeneuve's other films, if you think about Blade Runner 2049, 2049, which I really, really liked and I thought it did a fantastic job of picking up yeah. where Blade Runner left off, there's some incredible scenes in that movie, and it does a really good job mm. of not over explaining to you exactly what every character's thinking yeah. at that exact time. Yeah. You get to like the two third point in that film, building to this culmination when Cain and Deckard finally meet. Mm. And you have this amazing scene where not very much is set, mm. but you can, you can really tell that each actor yeah. is deeply staring into the other one, trying yeah. to figure out who they are, what they think, whether or not they're real, whether or not what's going on is happening. And that is why that scene is so intense. Mm -hmm. It's not because it relies on the dialogue. It relies on those little catching moments between two characters. Mm -hmm. And I sort of did see some of that in June. I I liked that it wasn't overly throwing in your face why someone is important. You had some really good... Interactions between the actors. I thought Oscar Isaac did a really good job mm. of having those knowing looks. I yeah. thought Rebecca Ferguson with Timothy Chalamet had some really good yeah. moments of locked tension. They, they, they have this way of communicating in June, where they have this almost like a, a sort of sign language, where they could with the flick of a wrist and the movement of a finger can convey really quick mm. point, uh, moments of information. I thought that's quite a cool way to not just mm. throw loads of dialogue because you come into something like June with yeah. rules and planets and and spice, and yeah. you're like, how, how wordy is this going to get? Mm. And I think I see that. That that Deneville nerve style of show don't tell, which I like. Yeah. But again, where does that lead? What's the arc? They did it. They did even in Lord of the Rings. You usually had a, a third, you had a, really, you had a really clear third act for yeah. all of them, but then just trickled out. Yeah, I mean, like this you didn't know, have a third if you, let's
1: say this is like the Fellowship of the Ring. You you still have that final climax, the Boromir, yes. and all that stuff, and then. I mean, yeah, a huge another example there. is, I think, you know, I, I, again, it feels almost mean to, to call it back to the thing it's trying to break away from, but let's say The Force Awakens, right? Yeah. That was the beginning of a new story. Now, regardless of where that trilogy went, but yeah. when that film ended, that had a satisfying conclusion, but you were like, yeah. oh my God, where is this story going to go? I'm yeah. so excited for all the directions this can be. For me, for this, for June, I'm thinking, well, I guess you're going to have to wait. Well, I'm going to have to wait for you to tell me. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Um, like what was the t- what, what was the rising
0: tension that I- involved in a in a, in a confrontation at the end that meant something? Mm. There was a slight. I don't I don't want to spoil it, but there's some sort of alteration at the end. But I didn't really have much context for why that mattered, yeah. and I wasn't really on the edge of my seat, wondering what, what was going to happen. The the the, main, the, main, yeah. the, the show stealers were the the sand. The third th- but you're um, a whole uh, other chap no, but,
1: but the, the third act almost feels like part of the next film that's my point that's what yeah. it's yes it feels I, like the I said in that clip film. that it felt like the first three episodes of a series and that's what i i, I still feel mm, that it's like i've seen episode. i've seen something which hasn't got an ending I've, I've 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 got the characters and i've built the world but i've just someone's hit pause and yeah. i mean look you talked about just to go back to Denis villeneuve this might, be the, this might be the best tactic to get two cinema
0: tickets out of an audience. You <laughs> yeah. just go, well, you've got to see the other bit yeah. to see how it goes. It's like the
1: unlockable content for like video yeah. games. It's like, well, yeah. well to unlock the rest of the story, yeah. you're going to have to come back in two years. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that, you know, Denis Villeneuve is a really visual filmmaker mm. and visually striking. And, you know, visually, this is an absolute feast. And the webs. and, you know, there were great moments in it that, that really you know hook you in. And it's yeah. very brevet like it's that. It's fantastic, like, about a
0: third of the way in. Uh, sequence, which I was like, oh my God, yeah. let's go, let's go.
1: I think um, there is a thing with Denis Villeneuve about, well, I guess I'm going to call tonal oppression. And I found this a little bit with 2049, right? Um, which is, he is, the the, the tone he creates um, in Dune is so oppressive and somber and dour that, on the one hand, it's very skillful. I'm thinking, wow, this is, I'm fully, you know, I get what this, this guy is saying. It's a very clear message of the world that we're in. It's world-class presentation. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless. But that's like that for two hours 30. And I have to say, there are some times I thought, I wouldn't have minded a bit of nuance. I wouldn't have minded a little bit of fun. I wouldn't have I, I I'm not that's what, uh, I'm that's not what looking Jason for. Momoa is there for I know, I'm not looking I know for I'm, I think, I'm not yeah. looking for Marvel quips. I'm just looking for slight emotional nuance humanity maybe? Yeah, because do I really feel like I connected with any of those characters? Mm. No, because they were all oppressed and dour like the setting was. Everything was... Ing- everything... It makes quite a big point to tell you you are far from home. Yeah, every character is there to establish the mood. And I and I just wish I'd had a bit more stickability, particularly because the film doesn't narratively satisfy yeah. me. A bit more stickability with the emotion, the the, 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 the fun of the film. So, yeah.
0: I think looking at Denis Villeneuve's last few films, I actually think he's he's up to the ante with with a lot of them. He's got bigger and bigger. I do put him, and I know this is not an interesting thing to say, and a lot of people have made the comparison in the same category as Christopher Nolan, Mm. where it's storytelling on the biggest scale, but they're very much part of that idea that just because it's a big blockbuster it doesn't mean it has to be done and i I think about when i first saw arrival i was like i I went in with literally no idea i knew it was based on a short novel but i had no idea what to expect and there was so much more for me to Mm. chew on and analyze when i came out of that film Mm. than than before and i was like this is incredible who is this guy Mm. i actually had seen prisoners but i didn't sort of connect the two and then coming yeah from blade runner and and you know the the pedigree i was like mm. this is e- easily his biggest project his biggest task mm. and yeah it, i think i think we can sit here and be critical and go that's half a story. It didn't feel like a cohesive whole. I wonder if he absolutely knows that, and he knows yeah. he's making two films, and, and maybe, maybe in three yeah. years' time, we'll sit down and we'll go, "Oh God, what a five-hour yeah. experience!" If yeah. you if you back to back these, and I, I do still, despite my hesitance of seeing half the story, have trust that I think yeah. it can be something really special.
1: Like I, like I said to you at the beginning, I really did feel his strong hand on the whole thing. He had you know a strong grasp of this is what I want to tell you. Yeah. It is so different from what you're familiar with. It's not lazy or no, slapdash with, it, with its intentions. Focus, stay with me. I can't yes. fit it all into this film, but come back. And and, and, I, and I do respect that. And, you know, yeah, it, it, he probably knows that he can't fulfill every need. And you know what? I, you know, I'm not saying that I needed those characters to be um, oozing warmth and laughter, but no, I think you're right. I think we're both on the same page, which is yeah. that we have slight... Uh, not even grumblings, but just reservations here and there, you know, curious thoughts, but on the whole, we're on board, we we just wish we could have the second more half the sooner. Yeah. yeah, more of the pie. And how
0: many times have we, like, you know, we've been given something really different. Mm. Again, don't know what the rest of it's going to look like, but how many times have you and I sat here speaking about how we think the the temple, template for Marvel has become a little bit too mm. similar. And even going into the film, we can start to see the matrix of what they're trying to do. Yeah. And we can kind of tell where it's going every single time mm. and it does descend into the same third act. Yeah, I'm kind of going to give June a little bit of slack for not, feeling like it needs to artificially conjure up some fake confrontation if it doesn't exist
1: you're right uh yeah i think you're right when we get to the end of this thing we might look back and go oh that was the best thing they could have done yeah because we don't know what's coming next no we've not read it we don't i don't even know what's going to happen in the end i think i think the way just one last you know when you said about the his visual thing the way that denis villeneuve shoots machinery Mm. and like architecture too yeah and just like the 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 urban environment, the, the 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 physicality of it, so the tactility of it. Mm. Yeah, and and, and, that, and that point I said in the film when I said I think it's like trying to build a new visual mythology. Now, I don't really know what that <laughs> sentence means, but it sounds correct because <laughs> what I mean when I was watching it, I was like, this, the images and the settings and the design of this, I mean, we've all seen science fiction films before, but this feels very unique to this story and yeah. I'm really appreciating it. I've not
0: seen anything like that before. It, it
1: reminded me of like when, it must have been like when people watched Alien for the first time and yeah. they were like, oh, this isn't Star Wars. This is very specific yeah. to it. And Blade Runner as well. Sure. It's like, you've given me a clear vision here. So. I mean, like Blade Runner, how, how many
0: people have based their interpretation of science fiction oh. off what Blade Runner said? Like even Star Wars with yeah. Coruscant went to copy what Blade Runner yeah. did with the Mega City. But yeah, I, I, I genuinely believe that Dune could easily be a footprint for what lots of other people and writers base their science fiction off of.
1: So I'm going to hand over now to George and James in In two years' time. So over to you guys. Let us know what you think. What do you think we look like, (laughs) Jesus Christ? We look like Stellan Skarsgård. If we keep eating the way we do now, we're going to look like Stellan Skarsgård in June.